0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I, I guess this is something we also do in Yeshiva. And um, we have a um, Mlava Malk every few weeks. And what I do is I speak on a biography of a Godel whose, um, I'd started with somebody whose yard site would be the following month, but We ran out of people whose yard site I could identify, <laughs> and I also realized that there are about six months a year when I couldn't do it, so we're going more in chronological order. Um, so one of the challenges in history and biography is finding um, facts and tying them together. So it's one thing somebody lived the last 50 years, 100 years, and you have a lot of people wrote. When you go back in time, it's very, very hard to um, get really material that's reliable. If somebody today picks up a pen and writes about the Rambam, the question is, how do you know it? Where did you get it from? And unfortunately, anything that's balpes is not reliable because a story changes every time you say it and the so-called known stories, most of them have no sheiches. So the things that, um, the, the, so I try to tell people where I got my information from, and, and it's the, the second problem is, uh, people, academics, look for facts, but you're building a story. You're not, a telephone book is the most accurate, factual record of, of a city. It's worth nothing as a story. You, you, you have to make the story. So putting the pieces together depends on the person's predisposition, on his um, you know, attitude and so on. That's why it's extremely difficult. But it just it try to do what we can and, and so on so that we can sketch out uh, history and so on. The person that I wanted to speak about, the, the, whose turn is Rabbeinu Gershom, and he is a foundational figure for Ashkenaz jury, even spot can be nice about him it's not it's not you know it's uh he, he, he and there is very little known about him now everybody knows the story why he asked it to the two pro- wives there's a problem with that story um, the source is by Marcus Lehman he was a person who did wonders German Jews you know in, in his time knew nothing he wrote novels for kids to read so that they get a lot of ideas and facts and words and so on. It was not an attempt to be a history in any sense of it. People don't realize it. It was a Chashba Talmud and this was an, an amazing enterprise, so that kids, instead of reading about German fairy tales, they would read about all sorts of mythical Jewish figures, so he would have names that he would drop, and he would build a story around it, and, which is wonderful, but it, it's not, it's not his biography. So his whole story, it, there's no fact to it. The fact is, yes, so kids learned there was somebody named Rabbeni they learned he was very important, they learned he made his surim, they related to that. Those were things, but the whole story of it is no fact, and he never claimed that it, that's it that based on anything. But it came in people's own. So I'll try a little bit, where's the best source of information that I found? Um, there, there was a, a person who died a few years ago, his name was Rabbi Shapansky, Rabbi Saul Shepansky. His son was my chavrusa in the mayor, and he's a reshiver today in, in the mayor in New York. And he wrote, he was a scholarly person, he was a tamtocha, a scholarly person. And he wrote um, Ha-Takonis be that's a three or four volumes of all Takonis from the Gemara on afterwards. Very, a, a very, um, a scholarly work of, of great quality. And Rabbi Negev is obviously an important figure. And he basically is probably the last person that sums up everything that's known about him, which is not much. And um, he also has all the tachonis and all the supposed tachonis and so on and so forth. And he um, and he, you know, he discusses it, whatever sheet is there are, whatever day is, whatever the arguments, and so on and so forth. But but that's the I found that to be the best because he's the latest, most information, and is all um, and it's laid out and the presents Talmud Chacham. The in the back of Encyclopedia Talmudis, they have on the, on the section Cherem, and Chirim and they have a huge. Addendum in the back it doesn't have any historical or biographical material, but it discusses the, the haram and so on so forth So what where do you live and and and, and what was and what was his? Um, you know Where does he stand in Jewish history? So the Gullus we spoke about Gullus now Claudius was kicked out of Eretz Yisrael Buvel was by far large the most important community out there was something in Mitzrayim at different times, but bubble was the most important part. There was later in, in North Africa, and that's where the Go'onim lived. And that was the hundreds from, from, the, you know, from the Gemara onwards until close to the end of the millennium. That was, that was pretty much where we lived. Then they began migrating outwards in two directions. Spain, obviously, that's west. Everybody was Mekayim, go west, young man. The question was, was it directly west or northwest? Italy became the next station. That's the next uh, north. And from Italy, people migrated to France and to Germany. Or, and, and there were no countries in those days. It, it, it was a lot of little uh, fiefdoms of different types. But that's, that's where it went. So that's where Ashkenaz Jewry came from. The migration northwards from Italy upwards, that was the beginning of what we would call Ashkenaz Communities. They settled in Germany along the Rhine, France, and, and that, that, that area. And that became really the, the bedrock for a, a German Ashkenazi Jewry, which was in France <coughs> and in Germany. Rabbi Gershom was born something like 960, not clear. He, was, he died in, in 1028. His matseva is still <laughs> around in a museum in Berlin. For whoever, whoever's planning the next trip, a museum in Berlin might be a good place to go. We have that. And we have the Ksuba of his second wife also. He remarried, and that Ksuba we have. Um, it's a Ksuba Dirkus, actually, and that's also around. Those are the two artifacts we have of that. So he lived in that area, and from at the turn of the century, at the turn of the millennium, that's where he lived marshal writes in a place that he was a Talmud of Reb Haigon. So that would connect him. if Haigon was pretty much a contemporary of his. He was born a little earlier, died a little later, or Haigon lived a long time. But pretty much they overlapped. We don't have a record that they really connected. We don't we don't know if he means it it was a Talmud of his literally, or just that he follows the Massauset Gaonim. But in Jewish history, this was a turning point. Geonim had their own style of leadership. It was focused around a yeshiva, which was sort of a central institution. They had their way of learning, which was also uniquely theirs. They were almost a continuation of the Gemara. They, they really gave back and forth and reasons. They basically said, pretty much like the Masurus, how they got things. That, you know, this is, this is how our Masurus and two yeshivas, most of the Gonim, when they wrote, this, there are no back and forth and lengthy. That's Gonim. With the beginning of uh, German-French jury uh, with the Balitosvis, with, with with the beginning of Spanish jury, and and you know with the Rishonim, you began to have a whole new style of learning. So this was a pivotal point in 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 that in in in, the, in history. Rabina Gershom, we have a Pirush on Gemaras a different verse, that on the side is written Rabbeinu Gershom. And it's very similar to Rashi. And Rashi Ukozni will quote. Now, um, it's not clear if it's really Rabbeinu Gershom. I want to explain this. It, when when it, it, All of these things were written in manuscripts. The manuscripts do not look like books with like, you know, Chidusha Rabbeinu Gershom al-ashas, printed by this person, sponsored by Asher publication, or something like that. It doesn't look like that at all. It's a manuscript. And it's copied and recopied. And somebody has bits and pieces. The, pers- the people who made the that we have made a concerted effort to find very good manuscripts and things that they could publish. It was actually a non-Jewish person, a good businessman, and he realized Jews like Sfarim. And he-, and he was the one who-, who really put together a team that did it. So, they found these, these type of manuscripts that they felt would go well. They're important. Now, it's very hard to print something and write 1, 2, <laughs> 3. There's a limit to how many you could have. So, they would attribute it to, to, you know, there would be all sorts of clues. It's, so, it is from Rabbein Gershom's. Cheder, in other words, it's him. It's his Talmidim, or possibly the other way around. Like possibly they were it was a base Medrash. They they have names for it. It was it was Magensia um, Chidushim. It, it basically, it did revolve around him, but we're not sure that that's his it, it, directly. Again, this is either Talmidim of his or colleagues of his, Rebbeim plus him. But it it's his, and it's the first. It's a Purish that is kind of. Reminiscent of Rashi, much more brief, much less explained, but it, it, it's a type of pirush, which, which in Agonim you don't find. This was a pirush on the Gemara. You don't find in Agonim a, a pirush on the Gemara. They, they, it's basically, and halacha summations. That's, that's it. That's one thing that we have from him. Um, we have also shuvus that are quoted in other sephara many of the things that he said or wrote are quoted Taisvis quotes other rishanam quote so so his uh Psakim, so like that had been quoted in asfar. he wrote a piyot which we say rosh hashanah and 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 not very famous piyot endless shir latari very famous piyut. that's his piyut. And that became part of part and parcel of of, of uh, the mainstay of our slikes. We say it in Ilah, we say it in slikes, and so on. Those are things that he, he that we know that he wrote. There's one more tragic thing that we know about him. Um, the 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 it's brought down in the Mordechai and it's brought in Alocha. He had a son who converted to Christianity. And it says that he sat 14 days shiva, unclear in the Lashonas that are written as to whether or not it's when he died and he sat a double shiva, or it's, it's just when he converted. But that's brought down, that's written, and, 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 and so we know that as a fact. We don't know if it was because he was forced uh, under pressure, whatever it is, that's already it's conjecture. But the we do have it. It is interesting that one of the tachonists that Yomani Gesher made was that you should never remind a person who had converted and did tshuva of his past. That's one of them. Interesting, it was obviously a phenomenon that, that occurred. Um, it, it could be it, it was under a lot of pressure. But whatever it is, it's very interesting. That's one of the things that Benegas Gershom writes. But that—that's a fact that's mentioned and brought down, and and in Halach it's brought down about a vichiva velus on someone that that you know, was smart and so on. That—that's—that's that's, a piece that we have. What he became more famous for, now he's called Rashi in in his chuvus calls him the Maor Hagola, um, which is incredible. Maor Hagola means the light of the Golas. Um, not clear what basis, in other places it says he was mayor in Ennu with his Takanis, in some places it says with his Pirushim, but he, he was recognized as being the Maor HaGolo, which is an extraordinary title. I'm not, I'm not aware anyone else had that title. Um, but it, obviously the fact that he established the Jewish communities in, in a halachic way in Germany and so on and so forth, means that it's, um, it, it's it, he, he's, he put it on foundations that made it viable and so on. We are uh, now, he became famous for tachonis that he made. Um, again, we have no original copies of any sefer that lists tachonis. We have, in latest forum, mention of his tachonis and Um, the most famous, reliable place is Marami Rottenberg, who was much later, and he was from the Dole Ashkenaz and the the Rebbe Yadirosh, and so on, and he he listed, in a tshuva, he listed the tachonis. There are an extraordinary amount of different and conflicting sources about how many tachonis he made, how many tachonis were the tachonis that... um, he personally made, how many were tachanes that were made together with everybody else, how many tachanes were old tachanes that he just reestablished, and how many takanas were made by people after him but it just sort of was swept under. The listings are anywhere from, you know, two to three to 60, 70. We have, we have up to 60, 70 that in one safe or another are listed as a tribute to not something that, that um, it, we, there's any way to to clarify it because it's so um, it's so vague and and you know and, and the lashonas are different. Asher tikin al pirah b'negeishem, Asher b'negeishem of tiknu and so on and so forth. What was the Nidu, What was the Cherem, what, what was this? What was that very very um, unclear? The takonis range. So so in the big picture, they range from things like non, not marrying to women, which, which was a big, major undertaking um, in, in terms of halacha. It's basically a really kind of, it's, it's not conflicting in, in Africa, but it's, you know, it's, it's a huge takana. On the other hand, some, a lot of those takanas, these are the ones that are more credibly his, about... When you could stop daffing, if somebody has a problem, when you can patch on the beaver, when you can't. It, the takannes that range are very fascinating in, 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 you know, in, this, in the scope of it. A lot of things about tools. when you can take somebody safe if it owes you money, when can't you take a safe if it owes you money, and things of that nature, from very big to very small. These takannes are interesting um, because they also seem to tell us about what was important in 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 um, in those days, you assume that you have only X amount of takanas you could make, <laughs> and you save them for the most important things. So one type of takana that keeps coming up a lot deals with maarufia, which is leasing. Jews made parnasa in those days. By this was before they had healthcare, so so, so you needed parnasa someplace else. So the way they had Pai was they would rent, they would lease um, estates from, from non-Jews. They would lease money. In other words, I'll take a block of X amount of, of, of dollars and I'll lend it out in small parcels. They were, they were go-betweens. Now, the money that you paid, so when you lease something, if somebody outbids you, 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 you lose. Obviously, so you say I'm willing to give you for this castle is worth X amount of money per month. Someone else comes like give you more than that. So he made, and this is actually many of the dentoris brought we've shown him deal with this topic. This is a topic that's very, very um, a, a common, and and he created taconis that you cannot. It's called hasagas gvul, and he extended the concept of hasagas gvul so that you cannot outbid someone. <coughs> in leasing on the estate and so on and so forth. This, this, is, this, this obviously dovetails with what we know of those tkufus, that this was a major source of parnassa. If you would allow people to bid wildly, it would kill it for everybody. And, and Bimele, they made a tachonis and so In terms of Ishus, the famous one is not to give a get bal and not to take two wives. It's debated as to what was the reason. This, this is why Marcus L- L- Lehman had a, a, whole, uh, a, um, you know, a whole story built around an unhappy marriage of his with two women. There's, there's no base for that. But the question was, what was the reason? What would happen, manishtana, that now it became a problem? Um, one interesting proposal by, by, by Kadmainim is that since the, 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 the Gentiles were Christian, they did not take two wives. The Jews looked like they, it, it, they, they, were, they, they were scorned because they're they doing something criminal like that. And that's why those living in the Muslim countries, there was no Xayra. They didn't it wasn't, you know, the Muslims took many wives, so that was fine. And this, that, I don't know. We don't have any record. We don't know why. But those are the two, two of the famous Takhanis in terms of issues. Um, so you can you do not give a get and you um, and you do not take two wives. An interesting question that arose is if so there, there is a mechanism there are mechanisms which i 'll discuss in a minute and if, it's, if there's a a, a a time of an onus of some sort they, they matter it so let 's say you have a woman 's incapacitated and Totally, you know, and, and in a coma or something, has shown. And the question is, should we be to mat- taking another wife or be to mat- giving her get without her, you know, possible consent? Interesting, Shiloh uh, in, in, in the Tshubba's farm. The, um, there was a heter of, again, it's brought down um, in different variations, of 100 rabbanim in three countries of three kahillas, That was, that was, and again, the different gears, different from are and that's the famous or infamous Het depending on which side you're on, um, or, or, a base at Merabunim. Another Machlokas Rishonim was how long was that Takhana meant to be? Some Rishonim bring that the Takhana was only meant to be for um, that elephant that thousand, that, that millennia of Jewish history, and Bimela, it became Batl something like the 1500s, 1400s. And um, it's everybody's moda, even those who say that the takan itself is battle, once we're knowing like that, it has a status of a minute. But it does not have the status of of a harem and, and so on. That's, but that is a, a Shila in in, in showing whether, whether or not that takana was meant to us for or not. What what makes the, as, as this whole thing astounding? The Rush writes in his truvas that there is no such thing as making a takana for all that stopped with the end of the beznagodl, and any community can have its own takanas. But another thing is a takana for all and the um, to which to which the um, and The Rosh says only somebody of the stature of Rabbi Negeshem could possibly make such a takana and That's why it's true it says it. It speaks to the Rabbi was the yachid that could do it. It could also be it was it was not it, it probably was not a large community in in, in at the time, and he was the dominant figure. He was the Rebbe figure. And Bemela wants that Takana game in place, everyone else for it. But the Rush writes in it, Zulas, he, 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 somebody asked him about Takana from a community and so on. And he said, there's no such thing as a cross-community um, Takana. A Takana is local, by definition, and except, this is, this is an extraordinary exception. So we have Takana of, um, so we spoke about Takana of, of in, in issues not having two wives, not coming get bal he has a uh, he has a takana, um, uh, the not to remind about his past. He has the famous chayim not, not to read mail, of somebody else, and people would would sort of write on top of letters that they sent chayim benegesh. Also, of be chadrag, there's another interesting takana that he made, that that is, is historically important, not to be Magia gemaras al In other words, like this. A Sefer Torah, um, you, you, there are always mistakes creep in. People write, people are human, and they make a mistake. The only way in which we can um, c- keep Sefer Torahs correct is, the Gemara says, you go basarov. So if I find five Sefer Torah that I have one nasech, and two Sefer Torah have another nasech, you go basarov. So Sefer Torah is, is relatively limited. It's done with great care when you write it. You have to be in the shmona, and so on. So, so this this it, it's it kept to some minimal. Gemaras are, are incredibly big. The uh, masechetas forget about the showing them everything, but the gemaras themselves are incredibly big, and it's not written with the same intensity as the sefer Torah, and inevitably mistakes creep in. Now, how do I go about uh, fixing them? There's a, 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 there's a story, and again, I, 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 I'm not putting it as a start too, but it's a cute story that there was in the old days, Gemaras were scarce, and somebody had there was somebody in Brisk who would borrow Gemaras. You know, everybody borrowed Gemaras to learn, but this person would put in his he would put in his comments on the side and sign his name off. it. He was. So he came once. He needed a sech that wasn't around, Then he asked up high and Brisk if he can, if he can uh, borrow his Gemara. So he said, on one condition: no comments and no signing the name on the site. You know, no, none of that. So he said, okay. He got to a Mishnah. It says the Mishnah is Mishnah. It's it, the Mishnah. It says speaks about he is a chamar gomel. Chamar gomel means a donkey. Uh, uh, a, a donkey camel, it's, it's a, it's a it's word doesn't mean anything. What it means is, it it's, means it's as if somebody's being schlepped in two ways by a donkey and a camel. So it's, it's, it's an error point. This person looked at it and he said, it's a clear mistake. Uh, uh, it, so he wrote on the side, and signed his name off on it, or he didn't sign it. Mm-hmm. So he brought it back to Chaim Briska, he was very upset and he said, once again, you did both things. You changed it and you signed your name. Hamar Godel. So it's you know like, that, that was, but but it's very easy. So people would would, would change sauce, and this is something that it sometimes it fixed it, sometimes it wreaked havoc because the person it, it, whatever it is, if you want to take a look at many Gesos da'An Gemaras, there is a mechon in They put out the Dukhis Sofer Shalom, It's called. It has. Uh, you know, I don't have many sense. They have every, every possible gear source It's in the thousands. Most of them are very relevant. Most, you know, the, all the difference in different manuscripts. There's a little of a safe. So he made it a Takana kind of not to be my gear, misvara. That seems to be. In other words, if you find different manuscripts that, that, that are more than the one you found, and if they override it, so they override it. But just because it doesn't make sense to you, you don't do it. If you will take a look, the way that that became uh, the way that became the acceptable. If you take a look, something like the Marshal, who made a lot of hagars and he always writes them on the side. There's a little aleph, a little this, and it's written on the side. They don't change inside, even if it's very clear. So any type of haggar that's misvara, they'll put on the side as a suggestion. Tosvis. Rashi also deals a lot with Gersas. The Gersas that Rashi writes um, usually become part of the Gemara. And most of the time you'll see it. It's not clear which came first, but, but, but it, it, it's obvious if Rashi is changing the Gersa, and we have this Gersa Rashi has, probably that's where it came. Tosvis will, will, will bring Gersas and talk about it. But it, it was not, there was a Henry to change actually in that. Um, Yes? What did the, so what are the hashivas of the Vilna shah that we use? What is the, you know, there was the Bamberg and the Basel, but somehow has become the, the couple uh, shahs based on... So the Vilna shahs was the nicest one. It, it was, first, first of all, aesthetically, it's the nicest. They also had good people working on it, which meant that there were um, less mistakes, there were more things in it. And the people who didn't like Wilhelm it was like a firm thing. They felt it was a little more modern, uh, whatever, masculine. You know, that was the, f- the flavor of it. But it wasn't based on any... Own... I-, I don't believe that there was any big difference in, in, in that. <laughs> they had more Mifarsham. everyone had their own Mepharsch, and, and so on and so forth. But, but that's... But that's a, 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 um, and, and it's interesting. When Frankel put out the Rambam, it was a, an incredible work. The person was Mashkia, kol and a really incredible work to Frank Rambam. One of the things he worked on was the different uh, girceaux. So he had three types of girceaux. There was the very few that he actually changed the text inside, where all the manuscripts were not like the printed one. It was very clear for everything. He had those that he felt were very important, probably right, but not certainly, and those he wrote on the side. And then alternative gersas that may make sense, he put in the back. That was his thing. I think the system itself he started in the second one. When he changed the gersa inside, the staple took his name off it. He felt... We should never, ever, even under all circumstances, as it is the status quo, leave it that way. He didn't. He didn't want to dispute it, but he felt, you know, we should. That, that's sort of a, a totso of that attitude, not to change the gears on the go state. Alkupanim. So, so let's just briefly review all the points. Erbina Gershom um, was really a pivotal at a pivotal point in Jewish history. The fact that we don't know much about him. But we know a lot, Rashi was a Talmud of a Talmud, um, and everyone referred to him as the Moragola. He was the one who created a system, and in many areas, that actually became the basis for Jewish community life. So it was A, in the fact that he, um, his Purushim Pirush, his they wrote, whether him was Talmidim or chaverim, that became the, the foundation for the new type of like Rashi primarily, that's, that's like the first one. His, um, the fact that he seemed to be such a strong figure in setting up communal life over there. His tachanis in all the types, whether those tachanis that withstood the test of history or not, and there's, and there's a lot of makhlukas, which, which, which tachanis are chayrim, which are not chayrim, which are meant to be for always, which are meant to be for always. But whatever it is, the, the, um, the Takanis obviously put down Jewish communal life in Ashkenaz as long as it was destined to survive on, on, on very healthy foundations. It had to do with the economic interactions and the businesses and, and the fights and the machlokas and you know, a, lot of, a lot of the Takanis relate to different aspects of that. Um, the fundamental darkness regarding Jewish family life, which, which seem very important, the ones about allowing people who did chuva and came back to have a second start. It obviously was a very important point. It was a sore point. You know, your, your next door neighbor f- fries out and he becomes a Christian and he calls you names and he's going to church and that. And one day it comes to do shuvah, you, you have a, a, a feeling you'd like him to suffer a little bit, you know, maybe crucify him or something. But but, but Tachlis, um, he understood and that it's not, to, you know, we, we need to give people a chance to come back. Um, and and his, Kalolos, and, and the, the very legacy that, in, in Germany, Takhanis, Kehillah were actually very, very strong. Um, we don't have records in Sfarad of, of Takhanis, a Kehillah, that type. The tsura the, the of a Kehillah with Takhan and so on, in, you know, we have a lot of Pincasek Kehillahs. This, this is, was the prototype for it, that a arranges its affairs, makes Takhanis that keep the, 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 the economic field level and, and good for everybody, and, and whatever else is needed for Jewish life. So it's sometimes like a building where you're impressed by the great building, but you understand that because the foundations <laughs> that, it's, that it has such a Kehillah. And and Gershom is the was the foundation, foundation stone for 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 Ashkenaz Jewry and Bene Ashkenaz afterwards. Okay. Yeah.